Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. But Romantic Warrior, he's well clear in the Hong Kong Cup. He's three lengths over Money Catcher, Denon the Kid. He is the perfect racehorse, Romantic Warrior. And he's now a Hong Kong Cup winner. Romantic Warrior by five for James McDonald. Bella Nipatina takes the lead. Kicks clear, two lengths, Rothfire. And best of Bordeaux streaking away. Bella Nipatina and boy, doesn't she deserve this? Bella Nipatina four lengths. And Zaki joined by Animo, who looks destiny in the face. At the 150, Animo takes the lead from Zaki. Alligator Blood on Thunderstruck. But it's Animo clear. G'day punters and welcome to a Christmas Eve edition of Racing Previews Podcast. You would have heard we've got Romantic Warrior in the intro now, so that is all good stuff for the Hong Kong Cup. I'm joined just by Will Alford tonight. We're going to keep this one nice and punchy for the punters. Will, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. Um, I got my uni offer yesterday, so I'm really happy about that. Got into uni. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to the racing. I've, I think I've found a lot of short... Um, horses shorter than I usually prefer to back um, this weekend so the, hopefully we've got a good track it's raining at the moment but mm. um, hopefully it's a good track so it shoots pretty straight so I'm um, yeah looking forward to this weekend two good um, metro cards so it'll be good absolutely who knows what, what this weather is actually going to do I think the valley was a good fall this morning it's definitely going to be more of a six at the moment I'd think and the rail is in the two meter position for the first time since 2019 it's a bit of a funny one they usually don't go two meters they usually go true or yeah. straight out to the three so a little bit of a difficult one but hopefully it plays fair we'll start in race three it is a benchmark 78 over a thousand meters uh we see a couple nice sprinters clash here inundation is even money from red card and then you're out to unflinching kind of the 750 mark which way are you heading here um when i first saw this race i thought um maybe i'm going to try and get inundation beat because like, I would have thought they would put up a dollar fifty, but they put up two forty, and I was like, mm. "That's a big price for this horse. Like a horse that's a, a good horse, and he and he like he proper figures he's put down." And um, yeah, so I was happy to be. I've bet early inundation. Um, a lot of the market percentage is in Red Card, who I think is pretty well exposed at a level below what I what I expect inundation to run um, to run here. Um, and I expect when the the market percentage comes out, Red Card and Unflinching should get a 
a bit of a drift and, and I don't I only think inundation's gonna firm just off his just off his figures from last preparation. I know he was poor last prep but he, he pulled up with issues and it was an end of run prep. I really love Jar um J Carr from um th- this map um and, and she can just s- sort of draw out um, she she's drawn out and she can just sort of flow into the race. She's at a he's in a thousand meter horse. Um I, I marked him a dollar ninety and the the two twenty or they they opened two forty that was just um, too big so um, yeah and, and this trainer jockey combinations is still exceeding exceeding market expectations slightly even though they've had however many horses run together so yeah like I just cannot get red card anywhere near that price I've got him about 550 and and if unflinching unflinching gets right out you could probably have a saver on him I think he's a, a good enough horse and he goes well fresh over a thousand meters so um, yeah I've backed inundation early and, and I could chop on um Unflinching. On unflinching, yeah. Beautiful, yeah. Look, punters, you guys know that I'm probably not doing a whole lot of form at the moment, but I do agree on inundation. I think you will start odds on. I kind of did my race book story on him this week, and um, Mick Price kind of keeps a lid on a little bit, but Mick Kent Jr., he's got a real big opinion of this, <laughs> of this horse. So I think it's his Twitter um, cover photo. So hopefully yeah. he can return to winning ways. Let's go yeah, to race the trials, four. The trials were hot too. Yeah, absolutely. Definite 1,000-meter horse. Um, race four, I keep the 1,000-meter starts together for Marty. He'll be happy about that. To benchmark 70, and Deuce is the top weight. She is favorite, $4 from Pink Cashmere, 550 Philosopher, $8. Will he finally run for Envy Yusufovic? Hopefully he does. Port Albert, $9, and Capital Theatre, $9.50. Um, yeah, I wanted to be against Deuce here. I thought the map, map was a bit tricky, and I don't think she's that good I think she's pretty well exposed around uh, the level she ran to last start and she was she was found out there beaten by a red card um, the horse that I, I like here is Pink Cashmere I really like the, the good late sections of it, even though it was a slow speed the, the sectionals that ran were really really strong and I like the break between runs in, in this the Kieran Ma camp and I, I love that he's trial between runs as well the map could be a little bit tricky with um, Tio Nugent on, but but he's a he's, a, he's an easy bet to have. I sort of expect him to get to get out on the exchange late in the betting. So um, yeah, I thought I marked him five sixty. I thought it was a relatively easy bet to have. Um, and the other horse I, I sort of half liked as well was Bahama Bay, who he sh- I thought should be about half the price it is. It's a nice horse with some strong sections off um off a strong enough pace last start behind a horse that will be winning on, on Friday night called um, Hoofs, uh, Beating Hoofs Don't Lie. So if you're not already on that, get on because that opened $4. and it's Where are they running Friday? Cranbourne or something? Cranbourne, yeah. yeah. Just Hoofs Won't Lie will not be beaten punters, so just note that down. Um, if, really? So, yeah, if um, if he improves a length or two, um, then then he's, he's riding this in and you're getting $23 or... Something like that. So I was happy to be with those two. Beautiful. Let's go straight into race five. We go to 2,040 metres, benchmark 84. It's a fascinating contest. The top weight is right you are. Obviously, a nice last start winner from Vegas Knight. Ran out of his skin, I thought, in the Pakenham Cup. Comes back to 2040, and then you're out to the nephew. David Gately really likes that horse. So intriguing race. I'm interested to see which way you go here. Yeah, the, the speed's drawn inside of right you are, and I think he maps to settle in the first half of the field, maybe two or, or three back one off. Um, he ran close to a career peak last start, and, and he, he's sort of getting back to his, his prior form before, before he had those injuries and had 420 days off um, and, and switched to the Kieran Ma camp. 
Um, he's ne- he's he's a sound horse now, and he's in astute care. Um, I expect him to hold the form he was in last start, and I think he's he'll be too strong for this field. There's been a bit of market support for Vegas Knight. Um, I think that's purely off the map. I think he maps to lead from barrier one, and and could pinch could pinch it, but he needs to improve. Um, and and I and I could see Nick Nick Ryan improving him because he because he can do that, but but I think um, right you are. Is is a bit better better of a horse than him, and I I only see the market sort of crunching him. I don't I don't I don't expect him to get out in the market. So I guess you could bet now. I haven't, but I, I probably will. Yep, I'm after two fifty. Sure. Huge. I know the camp definitely are backing Vegas Knights. So that is one thing to note. Um, right, you <laughs> Maybe are. I should wait then. <laughs> right, you are. He's obviously a better horse on a dry track, but I do think obviously it's raining now, and the track would be in the soft range. But I think we will get should back get to back it. Back we should get back to at least a five. It should get back to a four, really. Um, I don't think there's too much more rain on the radar. All right, we'll go to race seven. As you can hear, the thunderclaps in the background there. It's absolutely Melbourne weather for you. Um, 1,600-meter benchmark, 70. And I reckon you're going to be all over one horse. His name is River Plate, and he's been gelded this preparation for Trent Busserton and Natalie Young. Am I correct? Yeah, he's, he's come back a much better horse, this preparation, and, and a more consistent horse as well. Since being gelded, um, I loved I loved the improvement between runs first first to second up, um, and he's he's won both times. I know he gets a negative jockey change, but it's not a complicated ride. Um, he went out fast last start, and and, he, and he's he stayed strong through the line. Um, I know it looked like he was uh, obfuscation was was really catching up to him, but but he they went out eight above there, and and he had every right to be curling up towards the end but he, but he was strong enough late and and I really love that setup going up to 1600 meters out of a fast run race um he can kick up from an inside barrier and, and be thereabouts from the inside I think he he would just be too good for this I thought like um yeah I, I don't know I think he's a good good enough bet I marked him 230 like I think they might have, I think only I don't want to say that but he he would be very very hard to beat I think if if he holds his form, I think the other horses in this race need to need to go to a new level, um, to be to be winning here. So I I thought um the the price available now is is pretty pretty fair. Yeah, pretty fair. It's a fair price. Two questions: What do you think the tempo will be like? Firstly, he's come out of two quite fast run races. Secondly, um, first time getting out to sixteen hundred meters this time around. You've got no issues with that. Yeah, I think Rhinoceros they'll they'll push forward. Um, Jake Jamie Carr will be um, positive, and and it's always sort of a, um, it, it's always sort of high pressure at Mooney Valley. I think mm. Caesar will want to be thereabouts. Netanyahu as well. Um, maybe Sawahi can kick up from the inside gate. Um, yeah, I think it it'll be even even to to fast, and if if Demore can just kick up and and find it. Find be be thereabouts in the first four or five. I think he, he, if he gets the gap, he he sh- he should be better than these. I think. Yeah, uh, they're, they're all me. they're all pretty well exposed around the level, and, and he's he's still on the way up. I think. Yeah, I had to do this work for. Oh, sorry, I had to do this race for work, and I had a chat to you about it. And I'm pretty keen on River Plate as well. So we align there. The last race we're going to take a look at at the Valley is race eight. It's a 2,500 meter benchmark, 78. Wertheimer for the same ownership group is five dollars from Kaituku six dollars, Wahin Tawa six dollars, Sule Noje eight dollars, Angel nine fifty, Mavita nine fifty, and Hardly Sweet fourteens and longer the rest. Who are we who are we backing now? 
Um, this is probably my favourite race of the day. Of course, um, the hardest one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, Wahini Toa, I liked. Returning back to her best form following... Uh, she had a, she had a 530-day spell quite a while, while ago, and she's she sort of struggled to get back to her to her best form. And, and at her third ever start, she ran a strong, really strong figure for this um, uh, in the VRC St. Ledger behind Sacramento. So that's that's pretty good form for this, even though it was you know like three years ago. But anyway, I think she gets a soft run from the inside barrier. Great map, and, and I think it's a really strong winning chance. Um, she's improving um, this preparation and all of her best form is over 2400 meters plus and on a good track so so I thought if it does dry up um, and up to 2500 meters I think this is a good good enough better on the six dollar market you probably might even get a bit better than that and the other horse that I liked in this race I think you can back both is were timer um, up the two horses at the top of the market. I really just didn't think anything in, the, in this else in this race was good enough. Um, they probably are, but but I I I sort of I'm sort of projecting were timer and Wahini Toa to to go to a level here that that is um, uh, too strong for these other horses, and, and they both settle on pace. So I'm pretty happy to be with these two horses. Were timer. When used efficiently last start, uh, two starts back, sorry, was 1.6 lengths off High Emotion, who finished third in the Melbourne Cup. Goes A Cali to J Carr and should roll forward um, over and, and a 2400 meter form plus 2400 plus meter form is really really strong. She's only been there a couple of times, so yeah, I marked her 320 and I marked Wahini Toa 390, and I, and I sort of gapped the rest. I marked Kaituku, I think, who is third favorite or something like that. Yep. I marked it like 16 dollars, and that was third pick, so. I think I think outside of those two, it's a really even race. But um, I'm happy. I think you can back both at the prices, and and I think you should be getting a result there. Huge. Uh, I've just got a quick couple of races. I'll just flick through around the grounds. Uh, race one at Randwick. We've got a really fascinating contest between Empire of Japan and Platinum Jubilee. I'm a little bit torn which way to go. J Mac rides the cult Empire of Japan, but I was probably more impressed with Platinum Jubilee's debut performance. So. She's a slightly better price. If I had to have a bet in the race, um, I probably might be backing her, but I guess I'm just going to take them both in a couple of doubles. Um, I see no reason why Democracy Manifest can't win again in race seven. Get James McDonald back aboard. Draws nicely in barrier three. Up to 1,600 metres, no problem at all. And then race eight, Sunshine in Paris has been off the map early. $4 straight into 240 So the price has gone there. She might get out um, a little bit, but I think she's a very smart filly for Annabelle Neesham. She's coming back down from Doombin, where she ran really well. Um, I think she can be taking the chocolates there. Uh, we go to Ascot. Race 7, Bernier to survive was an awesome winner first up, and I think this horse is a lot better than 78 grade. Um, she won, oh, He won really, really well last time, and I can see him getting a slot in that 1,200-meter slot race, the, the Quokka. Um, obviously he does have to jump up a little bit but I think he's quite an impressive type um, five wins from only eight starts and he just needs his dry tracks race eight um, I don't really have a lean there truly inspired nerf boss pure devotion and Kulf. obviously the, the last main lead up before the Perth Cup and then in Doombin there were just a couple others either um, not sure if I'm going to be betting but race eight is a really good race King of Sparta Garibaldi shooting for golden uh, Zethus 
obviously a lot of these horses will be going to the Magic Million. So keen to have a keen to keep an eye on them. Uh, King of Sparta was obviously really good to us last year, winning the three-year-old Guineas for the Magic Million. So Trump. interesting to see how he comes back. Yeah, oh, I'm allowed a trumpet there. I think we backed him at eight dollars, and he started <laughs> three eighty, and it was an absolute field job. <laughs> Hopefully, it's the same this year. Hopefully, have you got anything around the grounds, or do you want just anything for Friday before we go into Sandown? Um, yeah, before I do that, that that Sydney race, race one, is interesting because that um, Empire of Japan rated better, but um, uh, the other one, the, the Gay Waterhouse filly, um, Platinum Jubilee. Pl- yeah, Platinum Jubilee. She. She she was only slightly worse rated, but she the sectional she ran through the line, and plus she can be more forward this time. So mm. and she and you're getting a better price. So I've got absolutely no idea. I haven't done the race, but just sort of working off that, she's probably I don't know. You're getting a better price there, and so maybe she's a a better bet. And, and I think God the Godfather probably needs to improve. I had a quick look at the ratings. He's the hole in the market. Probably. He's yeah, four forty. Yeah. He should 440, be like. Should be fifteen dollars. Yeah, he's he's the big hole in the market. I think it's a two horse race, and I'm really yeah. looking forward to it. Should be a cracker. Yeah. All right, Ladbrokes, Sandown oh, Park. Wait, the I've got the the Friday fill up. Oh, I'll do yeah, the Friday okay. fill up at the end. I'll do the Friday. All right, fill up. All right. we'll, we'll save Sandown. Sandown. Uh, Sandown. What's happening at Sandown? The rail is in the three meter position. It was out. It was true last time around. Um, I don't see that being any issues. Sandown usually plays quite fair. It's probably our second fairest track. Here in Melbourne. Race one, it's out of the shoot, thousand meter benchmark seventy. Snapped is our favourite. Three dollars seventy from uh what's it? is this Gene or Juan? Gene Valjean. <laughs> Three ninety. Philosopher five fifty. Capital Theatre eight dollars. Jeslinka nine dollars. So a couple dual acceptors there. What are we backing? Um yeah, Snap's a really smart filly. Um first two starts she she showed that like the, the figures she ran there were enormous for this race. She's never started SP, so starting price. She's never started longer than three, three dollars in her entire entire career. So the market agrees that she's a smart horse. She's trialed up enormous, and in that camp, when they trial like that, you you take note because they normally trial pretty, um, pretty quiet. And yeah, I love that she's drawn out from, out from the shoot, out from the shoot at Sandown, so she can get into a rhythm early. It's, it's really not a complicated ride and, and I'm not really so I'm not really worried about um, Cartwright going on from from car and, and the ride car gave at last last start was was not was not good um, she, <laughs> she took it took it down the the inside when the out like lanes 15 was the best place to be it was in lane one so just forgive last start and, and I think she um, she got her tongue over the bit as well there so um yeah, the only really query I have is a thousand meters, but this is a weak enough, probably the weakest field she's ever competed in since, um, since she won her maiden. And yeah, I think she she has the capability just to just win on class, even if, even if she isn't an a thousand meter horse and she's is, she is looking for twelve hundred meters and maybe even further. Um, I think she's just got, um, like class on these horses and the the, the three seventy is. A pretty generous price, I thought, and it's probably a, a weaker field than the than the two um, races she's competed in in, in, in like the last since since she won her maiden. So I'm after three dollars. I'll be I'll be betting there, and I also thought Lloyd's Crown wasn't hopeless at, at bigger odds at fifteen dollars. I'm after about ten ten thirty, so I'll probably have a small small saver on 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 that horse. It is worth noting. Snapped. Um, they had a big opinion of this horse early. Started. Two dollar forty favorite in a Group Three Typhoon Tracy. Obviously, things yeah. just didn't work out there, but 
yeah, the, her first two starts, she's still learning a little bit, but um, she's now mature. She's a four-year-old mare, and if she can put it all together, then she should be making a mess of this field, really. Mm. Yeah. Race two is a benchmark 70 over 1,800 metres. Duncal was a bit of a sick watch last start. Cranbourne got a fair way back. He's a $2.30 favourite from No Drama, 460, hard to cross, 650. Rajnidge, 950. I, I really, really like this race. Um, this is a definition of a two-horse race. If any of these other horses win other than Duncal or No Drama, I'll, I'll dead say give up. <laughs> the, the gap between these two horses and the rest is just enormous um yeah that the other horses need to jump out of the ground and, and they're not I, I don't see them um being able to progress that much just just off their their form and their, their sectionals and and all that sort of stuff so i was just happy to i think it's just a great opportunity to back no drama here um i love that it gets up to 1800 meters on top of the on top of the speed with the huge stocky switch from um craig newitt to jamie carr um yeah, the uh, the um the query I had with Duncal was obviously the map. She's barrier two with a horse with no gate speed, um, dropping back in trip, even though it's two hundred meters, but it's, it's still dropping back in trip. And I just I just thought at the prices I'd much rather back um, no drama. I marked him two ninety, and it, you can get four four eighty or something like that. I don't know what the exact price is, but but it's it's in the four dollar range, and I think that's a a good price to be to be having a bet at no drama, especially on a horse that's um, has the ratings to win it, and also will be settling on speed. So, and and especially with Jamie Caron going on from Craig Newell. so I I think it's a a great bet, probably the probably the best bet on um on on at Sandown on on Monday. So, yeah, Beautiful. I'm looking forward to that race. Yeah. Take the odds, punters. All right, straight to race three, eighteen hundred meters. Uh, again and benchmark 70 again St. Lawrence was a really impressive last start winner um, and he's done nothing wrong 3 from 3 the son of Redwood from Princess Rani's $5 Beretta six fifty. Estrada gets Jamie Carr back on his $7.50 yeah I marked yeah sorry I marked St. Lawrence two forty here I think it needs to get a little bit of a drift for me to, to be involved but I, I, I can see it happening um I love I love the the map favorite gets over its key rivals like Estrada, Beretta, um, oh fuck, who's the other one called? Um, Princess Rani's. Yeah, Princess Rani's. That's it. Um, they all they all sort of get back and this horse will be on, up on top of the speed from Barrier Seven. It's not a complicated ride. Johnny Allen can just probably be sitting OSL or one out one back and yeah, I sort of expect it to be winning. Um, uh, I love the improvements made this preparation from from New Zealand. The New Zealand figure wasn't anything special, but um, obviously Kieran Maher and Dave Yusuf have improved it, and um, with natural improvement as well. Um, yeah, like this horse is that the section was it ran late there. The fast the the last two hundred meters was enormous, and that only really um, tells me that this horse is going to go to a new level probably here, and and um, the market expectation of it to 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 Two dollars ten into a dollar ninety starting price off, especially off. I know it's Kieran Murray and David Uses, but but off eighty three days, um, when the market just crunches it that heavily, um, like you sort of you sort of take note of that. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll be happy to bet at um, anything above two forty. I think it's a, it's a it's probably a good price and a good enough price for a, a likely enough winner in a race like this. I thought I, I really wanted to find Princess Rainey somewhere, but. I think this horse just has its measure, 
um, measure. Um, it's a pretty consistent horse around a good level, but I think um, St. Lawrence has uh, just got a bit on it. And, and Beretta, I liked as well. I backed it last up, but for whatever reason, like seriously, that ride was just appalling. Like You would have thought Craig Williams from Laura Lafferty would have been a good positive jockey switch, but he absolutely... Um, didn't give that one a good ride. So it goes back to Laura Lafferty from one. Like I would have loved to see Cray Williams on from one, but I don't really want to be um, involved with Laura Lafferty from barrier one. So it's just like the the preparation on Barrett has just been not that great. So um, yeah, no yeah. offense to the connections, but like seriously. <laughs> Agree yeah. with all the above. Um, I think yeah. St. Lawrence, that, that last up win had a bit, touch of... Touch a special about it. Um, obviously, it was only a sixty-four, but he looks—he looks lower uh, stakes class. I would have thought. Yeah. All right. Uh, race four. Obviously, Nugget will be hard to beat. He's the top weight. He's dollar eighty-five. He's got to give him all six kilos. So that's a little bit interesting. But you would think he should be too good. Right, you are. He's in that field still. So if right, you are comes out, he's going to be prohibitive odds. It might just be odds on watch on kind of scenario but you're betting in race seven the christmas stakes um it looks a cracking race it's 1100 meters and a mat for godolphin resumes with jay car aboard he's two dollar 40 favorite from jigsaw uh can he extend his form out to 1100 four dollars rose quartz 550 deuce 850 ashford street 11 dollars. how did he win last start on a good track uh he went all right but not good enough to be anywhere near this um if you told me a couple months ago Jigsaw would have been close and close, pretty close to Andermatt in the in the market when Andermatt was starting. Was, was he started favourite over over Eduardo? Eduardo, yeah, yeah. Like what? Hmm. This this thing like if this doesn't start odds on or, or close to evens, like it's two sixty. Like that's a good enough price I thought to be involved. Um, I know people are going to say that the um, he's got no form of good tracks and he's just a wet tracker. Like he's. He's only ever raced on a good track twice. twice in his life. Like, give him an opportunity. And and the time he did, he, he raced uh, his second up. Um, his first ever start was on a, on a good track, and so you just, like, I don't care about that. And then his fourth ever start, it ran a decent enough figure starting 350 behind Wild Ruler. So, um, yeah, Jamie Carr goes on. Like, this is just, like, 260 for this sort of horse. Like, imagine, like, during the Winter Carnival when this horse was, like, being spooked as a, a genuine chance in Group 1 races, mm. um, the jigsaw horse that was racing in Benchmark 70s at that time was going to be $4 against it. And, and Rose Quartz was disappointing last week. Um, I think it's just a bit of recency bias, given the fact that Jigsaw's put up a picket fence. The market yeah. always gravitates to that early. Yeah, and and, and the, the figure it ran first up, I think that was inflated by the the on pace bias, and then it sort of regressed back to back to its sort of form. So up to eleven hundred meters, I think Jigsaw's a much better a thousand meter horse. So um, yeah, I was pretty happy, and, and especially away from from a track like an on pace Cranbin and, and Caulfield. Like I know there was a headwind in that straight, but um, they went slow there, and, and he was sort of blessed in running only just one. So if if uh, and um, the, uh, the other thing with Andermatt was um, he, he's only he's only had 90, 90 days between runs and he's had a, tri- a really nice trial between between his last start and and, um, and now so yeah like I, I, I'd probably be getting involved I haven't bet yet but I but I will be early because I think he'll go off and I think he if he runs up to his his, his two figures he ran um, when J-Mac was on in the benchmark 88 and the benchmark 94 at Canterbury and, 
and Randwick. He he will win this via space, and there is nothing to tell me that he that he won't. Um, and and people are going to say the good track maybe, but he's only raced on a good track twice, and his form on those is just either forgettable or or good enough. So, I think he's a really good bet at the price. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I guess that's it. Nothing more needs to be said, mate. Um, Friday, Philip. Anything around the grounds that you want to touch on? Yeah, they put up. 420 um hoofs don't lie that was probably the, the dumbest cool. thing anyone's ever done i don't know what price it is now but i took 380 this 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 will go it's off Did race I, number race number one at cranbourne on friday night um this horse has got form through giga kick it started eight dollars behind giga kick over a thousand meters at flemington it start on on debut it started 26 dollars supported in from $31 behind Thronbone and Gennady. It then went to Moe uh, first up and was uh, was beaten by a, it started $1.50 there first up and in, in good time and, and a decent enough rating um, was beaten by Bahama Bay who I'm tipping at Mooney Valley so yeah like <laughs> they put up, up. Four, yeah I'll, I've marked it odds on and Huge. I'll be having a, a good win if, if it wins so Beautiful. Yeah. Well, there's still a bit of 280 around punters, so go and snap ah. that up as soon as you can. All right. Yep. Quickly, podcast multi. Oh. Only one. Uh, Is that the one you're going to choose? Hoofs don't lie. Oh yeah, I guess I'll do that. Yeah. Right, or you're gonna... maybe maybe I'll do. Uh, maybe I'll do inundation. No, no, I'll do hoofs. I'll do hoofs don't lie. Right. I can't believe we've only got one podcast multi so far. We were absolutely stiffed the other week. <laughs> Golden 60 was the reason we didn't get the podcast multi two weeks ago. So that's how much I'm absolutely flying. Um, need to give myself a spell. Freshen up for the magic millions. <sighs> yes, that is what I'm doing at the moment. Nick Bogalta, this is his little message to me. Inundation is his best bet for Saturday, but for the podcast multi, he wants to go St. Lawrence on the Monday um, at Sandion. So there you go. Um... For my leg, I was considering Democracy Manifest, but Mahagoni just scares me enough that I'm going to make it number nine, Bernia, to survive in race seven at Ascot. I think can win again. Willie Pike sticks, drawn out in 11. That suits because the horse is going to get back anyway. Stays at 1,200 metres. We're going to have to wait till Monday anyway because Nico's is on Monday. Oh, yeah, yeah. St. Lawrence. (laughs) But yeah, hopefully we can get the podcast multi this week. All right, we've kept it to under half an hour. Let's quickly wrap up there. Um, thank you Will you've been good uh, I don't need to do any thank form you. at the moment so <laughs> I've given the reins to you uh, Merry Christmas punters hopefully you have a safe and enjoyable holiday and break and we'll probably see you back here next week cheers see ya